request Friday continues here on TSN 1050. This is Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. A request from Dean in Etobicoke. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, they've had a number of players come and go over the last couple of weeks. We saw all six in the lineup last night. A 2-1 win over the Calgary Flames. And with regards to the Arizona Coyotes, they're not bringing any salaries. They're just trading people out. And the only... Players they bring in are those who have been retired or will retire, like Shea Weber and Jacob Voracek. And maybe our next guest, Andrew Raycroft, longtime NHL goaltender, who at one point in time was making some big cash in the National Hockey League. Andrew, good morning. Can you confirm that you have been traded to the Arizona Coyotes? (laughs) Might as well at this point, what what they're doing down there. You might as well throw me on the roster and really make a mockery of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, just just throw me a contract, give it a million yeah, bucks, a jersey, put me on LTIR yeah, as L- much as you want, it's, it's well, good to go. I'm looking at this right now. 57% of the salary cap of Arizona is pseudo-retirements, cap retention, or contract dumps. Yeah. Like That is just uh, egregious, to say the least. Yeah, but, and- Go ahead. And when players complain about money in escrow, like, let's look at, right at that, right? Like, yeah. that's coming out of HRR, like the 51%. That, it's, it's, uh, it's skirting the system. But anyways. Anyways, exactly. And you, you, you try not to focus on it too much. And, we're, again, we're joined by Andrew Raycroft, longtime NHLer, covers the Boston Bruins for Ness and the host of the Morning Brew podcast. Let's talk about the team that you cover, Andrew, and the Boston Bruins. I mean, what a season. They get to 100 points quicker than anybody in National Hockey League history yesterday. And now, all of a sudden, they're the most active team heading into the deadline. They sign Pasternak to that huge deal. They trade for Tyler Bertuzzi. But there's a lot of people this morning who are wondering, Felino, Hall, Brad Marchand, all banged up now. Any insight into what's going on injury-wise with the Bruins? Um, not, not too much insight on Brad Marchand yet. I don't think that one was as serious as the Felino for sure. Uh, seen on crutches the last couple days. And then Taylor Hall going to look for a second opinion, but left the trip early. Anytime someone leaves the trip early, you can say, wow, maybe it's not. That usually means it's, it's a few weeks. So Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno have been so important in the middle six, bottom six for this team, the depth for this team. Uh, obviously, the Bruins can survive a few weeks with, without basically anybody at this point, um, <laughs> but certainly come April 15th. Those two players will be vital for the success of this team. So there is some concern there. Uh, I think that's why you see Tyler Bertuzzi get into the mix real quickly. Uh, and, and that was the other good news for the Bruins is that it happened this week and not two weeks from now where you can't replenish those guys. The, I loved reading your text yesterday when they acquired Bertuzzi. The dawn strikes again because <laughs> it, it's, it's so true. Like, I mean, as good as this Boston Bruins team is, to think that they got better with the trades that they made is just, uh, it, it's crazy to think. And, and Razor, just like, I had zero expectations for this Bruins team coming into this season. I'm curious to know how you felt about them and how, like, what is it about this team that makes them so great? Well, expectation-wise, there was the the unknown of not having McAvoy, Marshawn, and Grizzly in your lineup for what could have been and new coach was, and new coach over two months. Um, that that was the real unknown. I always I will not 
bet against a Patrice Bergeron team ever. Uh, I think what he does and his ability to have, I mean, the way he plays on the ice, of course, but just the, the culture and, and what he has built in this dressing room, what they have built in this dressing room, I figured they would be still in the mix. I, I had them that four or five seed. No chance did we think they'd go on this kind of run. No chance did uh, did I really think that they would challenge for a President's Cup at that point. So they, they've shocked everybody. Linus Allmark taking the step he has. Hampus Lindholm taking the step he has. And, and you bring up the coach, uh, what Jim Montgomery has done as – and obviously, Bruce Cassie has an amazing reputation, what he did here for the Bruins, but Jim Montgomery was the perfect switch-off communication-wise, uh, the ability to, to get everybody on the same page, and we continually see that on a daily basis. It's, uh, it's a special team and a special group of guys that are leaning into it now. They've leaned into it since about right around the holiday season when things were really cooking. They didn't say, well, we're just playing day-to-day. They, all right, we, want, we need to win the Stanley Cup. We know this is all for show. This is all the record. We can do whatever we want right now. If we don't win the last one, none of this matters. We recognize that, and it's still all about the process for us. We're in conversation with Andrew Raycroft, longtime NHL goer, now a contributor to Nesson, the host of the Morning Brew podcast, which we encourage you to check out. If you want to hear Bruins talk, that's the place. So the Leaf fans, Andrew, I'm sure you could imagine. Want to hear a lot of Leafs talking. Why don't we talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, who did pick up a 2-1 win last night against the Calgary Flames. When you think about it from a Boston vantage point, is Toronto a team that would scare you if you ran up against them in the playoffs? Would it be more about Tampa? Like, if the Bruins, do you think, in your mind, had to pick a winner, and again, Boston's still going to win their first-round series, between Toronto and Tampa, who would be of more concern? Uh, good question. I, I, I mean, you have. To, I kind of lean with Vasilevsky always in this situation. Um, that guy's the X factor. There was no question last season that I thought, and there was a lot of belief that Carolina was a better matchup than the Toronto Maple Leafs with with their power and the offense last season. I think with Ryan O'Reilly, they know Nolachari very well here. I think that is those are two really big additions that would line up better, and so. So I think it's more of a pick em. I don't think they would really favor the Tampa Bay Lightning like they, like they might have a few years ago. So the moves Toronto's made, if, if all of those pieces come together, uh, they feel like a harder team to play against, and I, I think the Bruins see it that way as well. Any trade deadline stories that you can share with us? Of course, Carlo has told us many. That day can be a very stressful one, depending on where you're Always standing. Packing extra heavy. Yeah, exactly. On the what, what was uh, maybe a story or two from your career, Andrew? Well, I mean, I'm sure Coco. Uh, did you talk about the one in Florida, Carlo, where everyone was running through the lobbies, and and then Hal, my buddy Hal Gill, got traded to Pittsburgh. So that was what? Oh eight. So yeah, 2008 in Toronto. I that think I got I think I got wild. traded early on in that season though. Okay, so yeah, so you just missed that. That we were in Fort Lauderdale and it was it was pandemonium with the media in the in the lobbies and and Hal getting dealt and he was sick, so I had to grab all his stuff for him. <laughs> and I, I, as always, I was taking care of the big fella on the road. Uh, so so that one really stands out as, as chaotic because at that point in the season, uh, it wasn't good and and. As you guys know, in Toronto, it's always it's always a hundred times yeah. everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I, I don't know how you felt about this day, you know, as a player. I always was excited about it. I actually was hoping that we never played on this day because I just wanted to tune in and see, you know, what our team was doing and what the rest of the league was doing. But are, do you get even more excited about this day not playing the game? Like, how, how do you feel about this day in general? Uh, no, the, no, because I in 2004 when, when I was here with Boston, uh, we traded for Sergey Gonchar and Michael Nylander on the deadline. And I, the, the excitement that that brought, the feeling that you get on these days, and it's not so much just this day, it's basically the entire week now, but these teams that have made moves, and a really like the excitement you get for the last month of the season, but also knowing you are actually going to compete for the Stanley Cup. The NHL is such a different league over the next couple weeks between the teams that are basically just grinding out the last three paychecks and the teams that really think that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. That that feeling that you have as an NHL hockey player that you really believe you could win a Stanley Cup is is like nothing else, and it's one that you get, I think, solidified on trade deadline days. So uh, nowhere near the juice for me today. I'll be on the phone and doing some stuff, but the excitement you get when your team lands a big player and really proves to you and the group that they believe in you is is a feeling that, that's that's pretty special. Yeah, I remember those years when you're playing. I, was, I had played on a couple of good teams in St. Louis. You make that big acquisition, you're like, all right, we're going on this push right now. Take our game to another level because the season can be long, right? I mean, the middle part of the season, you're just trying to grind by. You're hearing all the stuff that's being said, and social media wasn't even close to what it is today when we played. Uh, so you can imagine all the stuff that was being said. But I, I, I loved it. I still love it. It's uh, you know, I've been very vocal about more trades in the NHL. The NHL needs more of it. I mean, considering how many we've seen right now. It's just great for the game. I mean, it's what drives people's attention. It's what drives fan bases. It's even what drives teams. Like for sure, people love it. They do. And there was a, there was a different buzz in the garden last night going into the rink just after the, what the Bruins did on the West Coast trip, and that's going to be the same in all the rinks that that teams have made deals and everyone starts making their playoff ticket purchases and they make their plans to to be at games one or game three and. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's been great. Listen, we we were concerned. Everyone's concerned. I'm I'm so thankful that the most of the league executives have taken the the Tampa Bay the Brisewall uh, motto or or plan of getting rid of all their draft picks. Yeah. You can win a Stanley Cup. Get rid of all the draft picks. Yeah. Trade them all. Let's get some players in here. Let's get some action. And the more roster players you can have. Don't worry about a 2025 second round draft pick if you have a chance to win a Stanley Cup right now. So it is exciting and, it, and, and it's been great for the league the last 10 days. There's no question. The, the, the juice that they've gotten, even down here in the United States, has been uh, noticeable. Girl, well, the game. I, I love it. And uh, it's going to be an interesting day. I don't know if Toronto or Boston will be overly active today, but I mean, they've done a ton of work leading up to the deadline. 
And if and when the Leafs meet in round two, Andrew, Carlo and I, we're coming to Boston. Maybe we'll have a couple pints at the Bell in Hand, in Hand Tavern, oldest bar in Boston. Yep. I've never been there, but really? I've heard about it. Um, so okay. we'll see if we can make that happen. Of course, a big homecoming for you uh, Let's back get to Toronto. There first. Let's it's get there first. Unfamiliar territory. Same, I mean, for you know, Boston's got to get there first, too. 100 points is great. April 30th. April 30th, fellas. We can probably put it right on the calendar. Right. Game one down here. The weather right. will be perfect. I'm in. Bell in Hand Tavern. Live remote. First stop. Maybe uh, we'll get Andrew's podcast part of it as well. So uh, thank you for doing this. He is Andrew Raycroft, Nesson Studio Analyst, longtime NHL goalie. Have yourself a good day. You too, guys. Thanks a lot. See you, pal. All right, Andrew Raycroft. Great story about Hal Gill. Legend oh, yeah. in the National so, Hockey As League. he was talking about it, I actually do remember that. Was, it, it was 2007, 2008. I was traded 2008, 2009. I remember we were bad that year, and that was the year that Hal Gill got traded to Pittsburgh. They won the Stanley Cup that year, or they went to the Stanley Cup final that year and won it the next year. I do remember that lobby in Florida, and he was sick as a dog. And he, I remember uh, he was basically saying, I can't believe I just got traded. I don't want to leave my bed. <laughs> like, because that's how sick. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go down to the lobby, lobby and Steve the Simmons is there. Like, that. Oh. He has to jump on a plane. Yeah, too. That's tough. That's Imagine tough. these days. You ain't jumping on a plane. Well, I guess you probably could. There's no testing through. anymore. Just throw a mask <laughs> on. We'll figure it out from here. I will play some fill in the blank on the other side. We'll also open up the phones for Wake Up Woodbridge. The number is 416-870-1050. What do you hope the Toronto Maple Leafs do today? If anything, and how have the Maple Leafs positioned themselves as far as their chances against the Tampa Bay Lightning? That's in about 17 minutes. Our number three of First Up continues. We'll tell you about the Reveal That Raptor contest as well on the other side.